ที่จะจาก New Hope International เมืองซีแอตเทิลรัฐวอชิงตันสหรัฐอเมริกามีความยินดีต้อนรับท่านเราเชื่อว่าคำสอนของอาจารย์นายแพทย์วรุณและอาจารย์ดารารัตเราหาประสิทธิ์จะเป็นที่หนุนใจและเปลี่ยนแปลงชีวิตของท่านพราะองค์พระวิญญาณบริสุทธิ์ตรัสกับท่านผ่านการสอนนี้เราเชื่อว่าท่านจะได้รับพระพรและกำลังจากพระเจ้าท่านสามารถทำสำเนาคำสอนเพื่อแจกจ่ายแก่มิสหายได้หากไม่ได้เพื่อประโยชน์เชิงการค้าขอบคุณพระเจ้าที่ทรงสอนเราและเราเชื่อว่าพระเจ้าทรงสอนเราและเราเชื่อว่าพระเจ้าทรงสอนเราและเราเชื่อว่าพระเจ้าทรงสอ
statement from Jesus. This is not something that could you please to do it. No, he commanded. He commanded every believer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. After walking with God for many years, I see so much difference between Christians who never been filled with the Holy Spirit and Christians who are so always filled with the Holy Spirit all the days of their life. So different, not in a short term, but long term, years and years and years. I see the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Walk and live in the Spirit every single day. It's so different. I want to encourage the church members here and all the guests who are believers from other churches. I would like to encourage you from now on, you must see the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit and walk with the Spirit all the days of your life. How many people want your bank account to be filled up quickly? Oh, wow. When we talk about bank account, everyone raise hand. You want your bank account to be empty? No. How about want to have more in your bank account? More every year. In your investment. Wow, no hesitation to raise hand. We talk about finances, no hesitation at all. And I tell you, money cannot save you from cancer. Money cannot save you from car accident. But the Holy Spirit can save you. The Holy Spirit can help you in everything. I want to have more of the Holy Spirit on inside of me. I'm the bank account. I want to have more of Him inside me. I want to be filled more with the measure of the Holy Spirit. How many people want to walk from Bellevue to Seattle? Walk. Raise your hand up. How many people want to ride a bicycle from Bellevue to Seattle? Bicycle. How many people want to have a nice car driving to Seattle? How many people, instead of walking to California, you want to fly in the jet airplane? God say, I don't want you to walk. I don't want you to ride a bicycle. I don't want you to walk to California. I want you to have power so that you can do more things for me, so that you can have victory in your life. The Holy Spirit gives us power. And we can see from the book of Acts, if you read the book of Acts carefully, the book of Acts, we think the Acts of Apostle, the Acts of the Disciple. No, actually. The book of Acts is the description of the Acts of the Holy Spirit. The whole book of Acts talk about the Holy Spirit working with the disciples and the apostles. Acts chapter 2, the disciple obeyed the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. It's so important to be united, one accord, in the same heart, the same goal, in one place. Suddenly, well, when I read this, I think about Colorado trip. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. The Holy Spirit showed up in the room. And of all, as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled, all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were 
dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound, very loud, this sound, they did not have microphone like me. The sound from what happened in the upper room occurred. The multitude came together, must be very loud, and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galilean? And how is it that they, we hear and each in our own language in which we were born? I remember one time I was speaking in tongues on the pulpit and a foreign student sitting in the room. This is in Mercer Island. And she was not a believer. And she heard me speaking her own language. I speaking in tongue. I did not know her language. She heard me speaking in tongue, but she heard in her own language. She walked out to accept Christ that day. She said, how come in the world you speak my language? I didn't speak your language. God spoke to you. You see, that happened today, even nowadays in this age. In verse 12, so they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, verse 12, Whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my word. So you can see here that the people thought that they were drunk because they were laughing, they would look like a drunk people. They were laughing and spoke, speaking in other languages at 9 a.m. in the morning. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day, or 9 o'clock in the morning. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my, uh, of my spirit on all flesh, your sons, and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. This is what the Bible says. That the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came upon the early church disciples. They spoke in tongues. They were drunk. They were laughing. They could not walk very well. They got drunk. How many people got drunk in the past? Don't have to raise your hand up. I don't need to know. But I got drunk one time in my life when I finished my high school and I hung out with my friend. At that time, I was not a believer, so we all drank alcohol because we turned adult now. We are not 18 anymore. So we drink, and I got drunk that day, like crawl out of crowd, and I could not walk very well and keep laughing. So I understand what getting drunk means. But that is the only time I got drunk with alcohol. Because it's terrible to me. It's, I feel so bad inside me. I don't want to take alcohol anymore. But thank God, I got drunk in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit touched me. And it looked like a drunk man on that day. I was crawling on the floor. I was laughing and speaking in tongues. And I could not walk. My oldest daughter and pastor died. I have to hold me out of the church because I was like a drunk man but drunk by the Holy Spirit. I understand the book of Acts chapter 2 now. What does it mean when they say they got drunk at 9 a.m. in the morning? 
they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I want my members here to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis so that you will fall in love with God, so that you know that God is so real to you because He touches you. He touches you. You know He is so real. Amen? Now, if somebody put a gun on my head and say, deny Jesus right now, I say, I'm sorry, it's too late. God is so real to me. He touched me that day. He filled me. I know and I know God is real. This is the way that we should do it for our young people because when they go to high school and college, they're going to hear about evolution. They're going to be taught that they come from monkeys, but if they got touched by God, they got filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, they will know that they don't come from monkeys. They come from God. Amen? God is so real. God is so real. Acts chapter 2, 33. And therefore being exalted to the right hand of God, having received the Father, the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the promise from the Father. He wants to give us the Holy Spirit. He poured out this which you now see and hear. How many people want to receive the gift from God? Raise your hand up. You think the gift from God is good? The best. He gave us the Holy Spirit, the gift. I understand now after being a Christian for 40 years, why he gave us the Holy Spirit as the gift. Because I want to tell you this. You know, a lot of people want more money because you can think that money can buy so many things. You can buy a nice car, nice house. You can do anything. Uh, you know, in Asia, we like to use money to bribe people, put money under the table. Okay. Police officer. I did that before too myself. The one police officer stopped my car. This is in Thailand. One police officer stopped my car and said, you drive beyond the limit. May I see your driver license? I pull my light license out and put 50 bucks on my driver license and hand it to him. This is when I was 18 years old. And he looked at the driver license and had money behind, the cash behind. He put the cash and put in his pocket and handed me back the driver license. Okay, bye. You can use money to bribe, to do anything. But I want to tell you one thing. What is better than money is the Holy Spirit. God in heaven, who sits on the throne of heaven, has everything you need. He is the source of the perfect and good gift. And the way it works is, you pray to the Father by faith and ask Him for the good and perfect gift. In the name of Jesus. And when God on the throne, sit on the throne, He heard your prayer in the name of Jesus. He say, okay, go for it. He just speak, yes. You know what? Make things He say yes happen to you. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. When I pray for the sick, I say, in Jesus' name, Father, healed. Who healed that sick man? Not me, but the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings the manifestation of the gift from God on this planet Earth. If you want wisdom, the Holy Spirit gives you wisdom. If you want promotion in your job, the Holy Spirit is the one who talks to your boss. Give him promotion. The Holy Spirit is the answer for everything in life. Unfortunately, most churches don't speak about the Holy Spirit enough. 
That's why most Christians don't know about the Holy Spirit at all. We need to talk about the Holy Spirit more. We need to be reminded to fellowship, to walk with the Spirit. Amen? He can guide you. He can show you. He can help you. He can tell you what to do. He gives you knowledge and understanding and wisdom. He can protect you. He can tell you, don't invest there. Don't get involved with those guys. They're going to cheat you. He will guide you. He will protect you. He's the best friend. He is the best person that you should fellowship with. He will never hurt you. He will never lie to you. He will never harm you. He only wants to bless you. He's a good God. Acts chapter 2, 38 to 40. Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That is baptism in water. For the remission of sins, you shall receive the gift the gift. Everyone say gift. You have to pay for a gift? No, free. God gives you free. Well, who is the gift? This gift to you is the best gift in the world. Because this gift is the answer to everything in your life. Every aspect of your life. He is God himself and he comes to help you, give you counseling. The gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and your children and to all who are afar off. Even people in Colorado. People in, are going to fly to Switzerland the end of this month. Even people in Switzerland to receive the Holy Spirit. As many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. It's so clear. Peter did not stand up and say, hey guy, I have a book to give to you. This is the book, free book. No, he said, you need the gift. That gift was promised by the Father. This is the best gift that you can get from God. That gift is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can give you grace, favor, protection, wisdom, direction, anything. Power, healing, deliverance, knowledge and understanding and insight. Anything you need in your life so that you can be successful and so that you can be fruitful in your life. Amen? I'm going to read many scriptures from the book of Acts to show you that the early church disciples really, really want the Holy Spirit. They really wanted the Holy Spirit. They saw the importance of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts chapter 8, Philip went to Samaria. He was an evangelist. He preached the gospel. He cast out demons. He healed the lame and the paralyzed. So many miracles happened. And Philip was filled with the Holy Spirit. And after all this new believer got saved in Samaria, what happened? Acts chapter 8, verses 15 to 17. As soon as they arrived, the apostle from Jerusalem arrived. They prayed for these new believers to receive a free book with signature on. Is that right? To receive something else? Diploma from Bible school? No. To receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has not yet come upon any of them, 
for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, baptism in water. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers. Why do our church believe in the laying on of hands? Because it's in the Bible. We impart the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands. So the laying on of hands practice in the book of Acts. And we want to follow the book of Acts. They, then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers. And they received the Holy Spirit. Peter and John from Jerusalem, the apostle, traveled to Samaria. For what reason? What was the main reason they traveled to meet all these new believers? What is the main reason I traveled to Switzerland, Colorado, to Virginia, to New York? The same thing. I want them to receive the Holy Spirit. I want them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We are following the book of Acts pattern here. A few days ago, I received this box from Sweden. And this box contained handkerchiefs. And I got a letter from this family, Pastor Lau, in Sweden, with one of the church that believe in the Holy Spirit. We heard about you. Our family members have been attacked by demons. Can you put the anointing on this handkerchief, like Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 19, so that we can be set free? So today we're going to pray for this handkerchief together. They need the Holy Spirit. They live in Sweden. You live in Seattle. But many of us don't care about the Holy Spirit. When I start to pray for people, get out the door. They wrote to our team in Switzerland. We want to fly to Switzerland to meet Pastor Lau from Sweden. And the team say, we are sorry. We cannot accept you anymore. We have only certain seat, and the government will not allow us to have more people than this amount of people. We have to say no. I feel so bad that they could not come to Switzerland, even though I will be in Europe already. People out there need the Holy Spirit. They know that the Holy Spirit is the answer to their life. How about here? Do we need the Holy Spirit? Do we take this for granted? Do you have the pastor who moves in the Holy Spirit and you just say, who cares? Sometimes I'm tempted just to give this church to somebody else and then I fly to somewhere else that they need Holy Spirit. Because they need the Holy Spirit more out there. Acts chapter 8 verse 15 to 17 the apostle went there to receive the most important gift from God, that is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 9, verse 17, Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands, everyone say, laying on of hands, on Saul, the apostle Paul. Even the apostle Paul get laid hand on. And he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and receive a nice book and recommend you a Bible school and give you a nice gift from Jerusalem. No. And be filled with the Holy Spirit. The early church disciples wanted every believer, brand new believer, to receive the Holy Spirit. Actually, I have a great experience in Colorado. One lady came to that house. We, we have meeting. 
And this lady walked in, knowing nothing about Jesus. She and her daughter came to be babysitter because a lot of young kids there. A few brothers and sisters witnessed to her during the whole day, and she accepted Christ that day. She walked down into the meeting room first time she accepted Christ. <laughs> she walked down to the meeting room, and I began to pray for people. I lay hand on her. She spoke in tongues. Never learned about the book of Acts. And then she started to get drunk in the Holy Spirit. And she laughed. And everyone looked at her, was laughing like, this brand new believer speaking in tongues, laughing in the Holy Ghost, and got drunk in the Holy Spirit. She never go to church before. She got touched by God. She's just on the floor, keep being drunk with the Holy Spirit. Brand new believer. And then another Muslim person accept Christ. And another Hindu person accept Christ. Because they see the power of God. They notice that the power of God is real. Is it wonderful to have the book of Acts church? That the Holy Spirit is moving? Acts chapter 9 verse 31. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened. It was strengthened and encouraged by the churches in Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. Should this sentence happen in America? Then the church in Bellevue, Seattle, Portland, Oregon, Bend, Oregon, California, all these churches are strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Should it happen that way? Amen. 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 Acts chapter 10, 44 to 47. I read many scriptures to show you how the Holy Spirit got involved in the early church. Why Peter was still speaking, he was preaching to the Gentiles. These words. The Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. All, not just one. All, wow, I like that. I like to bring the book of Acts church, uh, the book of Acts back to America. That all people welcome the Holy Spirit. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit, again, the gift, the gift, the Holy Spirit is the gift. Everyone said the gift. The best gift. Free gift. For me. Who is that best gift? The Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit has been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we, the Jewish believer, have. So the Holy Spirit is for every nationality, not just only for the Jews, not just for the Chinese. Not for only the Americans. For every nationality can receive the Holy Spirit. And then they talk about this story again in Acts chapter 11, verses 15 to 16, the same story. As he, Peter began to share what happened in that city. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. When was the beginning? In the upper room. When they were waiting in the upper room, the Holy Spirit came on the Jewish Christians 
first. And now it happened to the Gentiles. Then I remember what the Lord has said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Again, again. Every single chapter in the book of Acts, almost every chapter, talk about the work of the Holy Spirit, about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 13, verse 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. I hope that heaven can label New Hope International Church that way. New Hope International Church in Bellevue, Washington are filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. My brothers and sisters, this is the fact of life. Thousands of people followed Jesus while he was walking on earth. Thousands of people were healed, delivered from demons, fed by Jesus. Thousands of people saw the miracles, heard his preaching. But unfortunately, only 120 people were in the upper room. Where were all those thousands of people? 10,000 of people, where were they? They're so busy. They're too busy with their work, their business. They are not interested in the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, many Christians in the world are not interested about the Holy Spirit at all. They just go to church. They just want to miss hell. Go to church for ceremony. Okay, my name is recorded in the book of life. That's enough for me. I don't need anything more than this. They don't follow the commandment of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to obey the commandment of the Lord. Be filled with the Holy Spirit all the days of our life. Acts chapter 15, verse 8. God who knows the heart showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. God wanted to give the Holy Spirit to us. The question is, will we receive it? Do we want the Holy Spirit? Or we don't care? Sometimes the gospel is easily preached in the third world country because people really need God. They face pandemic. They face, they have no vaccine. They have nothing to depend on. They need God so much. I share about worship. I send email to, uh, to the worship team and the sound and the light team about, I want now very exciting worship. I don't want any more dead worship. Here in this church, the people just stand and like this. I want everyone to get excited. Somebody sent me the clip from Ethiopia in the field with a lot of dust. And this is a church worship in Ethiopia. A lot of dust because there's no seamen. And in that video, the Ethiopian Christian worship. <laughs> like this all the time. Everyone was young and old. And... They all dance like this the whole, in the whole field. Like this all the time. And I was watching like, wow. These people really, really on fire for God. 
And I say to God, I want this in Seattle too. I know there's different kind of worship. If you watch some TikTok. <laughs> Have you watched TikTok? Charismatic worship. Baptist worship. <laughs> some worship like... <laughs> we should get excited about God. And who can help us to get excited about God? The Holy Spirit. Amen? <laughs> Why did he give us the Holy Spirit? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity. We don't need to be shy when we worship God, when we preach about Jesus Christ, when we serve God. We don't have the spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. The Holy Spirit will give us power and love and self-discipline. The first reason, I'm going to share with you many reasons why God gave us the Holy Spirit. The first reason is we will have the power. We need the power. The power for what? In this world, we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting against evil spirits, Satan and fallen angels. And they are powerful. We are fighting against sickness and disease, virus and bacteria, the world system, the sinful nature in our life. We have three big enemies, sinful nature, inside, the world system, three, Satan and demons. And in order to overcome this tree, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Is that right? I want to have more power. I remember when I was a young boy, I started to date Pasada. She was the most beautiful lady in the whole neighborhood. So beautiful. Oh, all the guys wanted to pursue her. One day I was standing behind the back of my house and I saw two guys fighting like this on the field with a lot of people watching them fighting like this. I was watching. Wow, and they're bigger than me. They're, they are older than me. And after they finished fighting, I asked the neighbor around why they are fighting. Oh, because these two guys want to pursue a lady named Da. And they, they want to fight each other for this lady. Ooh, wow. And I was a little guy. I'm a bookworm. I'm not a fighter. Right after that, you know what I did? I went to the judo class. I learned judo. Because I'm afraid that they're going to hit me on the street because I'm pursuing that too. <laughs> then I find out that judo doesn't help me because you have to be big enough to throw people on. <laughs> Next step, I went to taekwondo class. <laughs> taekwondo class. Because if they kick me with Thai boxing, I can have taekwondo. <laughs> Until I get the third degree back belt. 
But not enough because if they pull out the gun, what are they gonna do? Taekwondo cannot fight the gun. So next step, I went to the voodoo house to put the spell on my back, and they can pull out the knife and hit my back, and nothing happened on my back. I was seeking something to protect myself from bad guys, but eventually I find out the best person who can help me is the Holy Spirit, not the judo. Not the taekwondo, not the spell on my back. The Holy Spirit can protect me. He has the power to help me. You know, I went to a lot. Dating with Pasada, I went to a lot. <laughs> I have a long story. My brothers and sisters, he wants to give us power. Power to overcome our own sinful nature. Power to overcome the world system. And Satan and demon, we can cast demon out by the power of God. We can command sickness and disease by the power of God to leave our body. We need that power. We need the power to preach the gospel, to lay hand on the sick, and the sick shall be healed. We need the power in our workplace so that that power can help us to understand what's going on here, how to resolve this problem in the office. The power of God helps you in everything. He gives you power in order to be a successful businessman, the power to be a successful minister, to preach, to teach, to make disciples, to build a church, to be successful parents. When I talk to my three children, they know very well. When I talk to them, I don't try to use my own ability to convince them. God say, calm down. And I sit down and talk to them. If, they, if I'm concerned they're going to go the wrong way, I calm down and talk to them nicely with the power of God in my voice. I depend on the power of the Holy Spirit to teach, to warn, and to tell my children what they need to avoid or to do. I speak gently, smiling, and the power of God work in their heart to say, okay, daddy. I understand. Everything you do, teaching your children, talking to your customer, talking to your boss, everything, you need the power in your voice. You need the power to help you to know what to say in the situation. I always depend on the power of God, the wisdom from God, all the time. I hook up to the Holy Spirit all the time. Amen? I'm going to stop here and continue next time. I will not tell you which Sunday. I'll continue this series, Walk and Live in the Spirit. This one talk about we need the Holy Spirit. Let us become the Christians who really recognize the importance of the Holy Spirit. Humble ourselves to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Walk with the Spirit all the time. Depend on Him all the time. Don't be a carnal Christian. Carnal Christians mean those who are controlled by the flesh. Don't be a soulish Christian. S-O-U-L-I-S-H. You have three parts in your life. Body, the flesh, soul, your mind, and the Spirit. 
that the Holy Spirit live on the inside of your spirit. I don't want to be a carnal Christian, the Christian who controlled by my flesh, by my stomach. I don't want to be mental Christian controlled by my soul and my intellectual function and my mental ability, soulish Christian. I want to be spiritual Christian, that the Holy Spirit lead me, control me. I yield to the Holy Spirit. I depend on the Holy Spirit 24-7, just like Jesus did, just like the early church apostle did. I want to be a spiritual Christian. Therefore, I want to be filled. I want to know more of the Holy Spirit, fellowship with the Holy Spirit all the day of my life. The Bible says that the flesh will bring death, but the Spirit brings life, peace, and joy. How many people want life? How many people want success? How many people want to have peace and joy? The Holy Spirit is the answer for you. You need to learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you to join me to pray for the anointing to come upon this cloth. In the book of Acts, the Bible says that Paul performed unusual miracles by his hands and by the handkerchief. So he lay hand, sometimes when people are far away, you cannot fly there to lay hand on them. You need to send the anointing. And there are a few ways that the anointing or the Holy Spirit dwell in. Number one, the Holy Spirit dwell on the body of a person. You are the carrier of the anointing. Two, the Holy Spirit come with the voice of the anointed man. The anointing come with the voice. That's why when Jesus say, demon come out, he just say, God, the anointing from his voice touch. Number three, by oil. You anoint with oil. Number four, by association. And one of the ways the anointing can be imparted and passed on is by cloth. You remember a woman with the issue of blood. She was suffering from bleeding from her womb for many years. She lost all of her money. She heard about Jesus, and she broke the rule of the Jewish people by coming out into the public. She pushed people away like this until she came to Jesus, but she dared not talk to Jesus then. Could you please heal me? So she, she sneaked in and touched the garment of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says she failed anointing from his garment. And he felt the anointing flow out of his body. And she suddenly got healed, immediately got healed by touching the cloth. The cloth. So the anointing can be imparted into, this is five, how many, six of them, into handkerchief. Do you believe God still the same today? Like in the time of Paul? Why don't we all stretch out our hand together to this cloth 
and we're going to send this cloth back to them next week. And Father, we believe with all our heart. We all in this church have the anointing. Some of them have the anointing of healing. Some of them have the anointing of word of wisdom and word of knowledge. The anointing to cast out demons. Father, I pray in the name of Yeshua Hamashik. The anointing from every hand in this room, and including my hand, will go into this cloth, these handkerchiefs. And when this family, the son, the daughter, the grandchildren touch this cloth, healing shall happen. Miracles shall happen. Demons have to leave that house in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Breakthroughs, victory, the curse of the law must be removed by the anointing. You say in the Bible, Lord, by the anointing, the yokes are destroyed. The burdens are removed. By the anointing, Lord, you will change ashes into beauty. The ashes in this family shall be replaced by beauty, Lord. Lord, you are the one who set the captive free. We believe together the anointing will be on this cloth. And you will get all the glory, Lord. You get all the glory, Jesus, not me, not the church here. You get the glory. Oh, yes, Lord. Miracles, signs and wonders shall happen in Sweden. And Lord, we pray that Sweden, that land, to see revival, to see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And many souls in Sweden will turn to Christ on fire for God, Lord. It will bring the breakthroughs, Lord, to that land. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, impartation into this cloth. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, let's praise Him tonight. เราหวังเป็นอย่างยิ่งว่าคำสอนนี้จะเป็นพระพรต่อชีวิตส่วนตัวชีวิตครอบครัวและงานรับใช้ของท่านหากท่านต้องการคำสอนในชุดอื่นๆหรือต้องการข้อมูลเกี่ยวกับคิดตจักรของเราท่านสามารถติดต่อได้ที่คิดตจักร New Hope International โทรศัพท์206 275 1042หรือ086 688 9940ในประเทศไทยอีกทั้งท่านยังสามารถรับฟังและดาวน์โหลดคำเทศนาได้เองผ่านทางพอดแคสต์ด้วย iTunes เข้าไปดูวิธีการได้ที่เว็บไซต์ www.newhope.org หรือเขียนจดหมายมายัาง New Hope International Church 10808 South East 28 Street Bellevue Washington 98004สหรัฐอเมริกาหรือท่านสามารถดาวน์โหลดแอปของ New Hope International Church ใน Android Phone หรือ iPhone หรือท่านอาจฟังคำสอนได้ใน www.soundcloud.com โดยพิมพ์ชื่อวรุณเลาหาประสิทธิ์หรือในเว็บไซต์ w w w w a r u n 
revival.org 